This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Sam, man, this your boy Forever Hood, and I just jumped off the porch with dirty glove bastards. It's really like that. Trapping rabbit trying to get out the pack. Got a hit me, but it dry like a cat. We gon' kill him, ain't no tip for tat. Ready to crock a high wood the pack. Alright, so we got Forever Hood off the porch with us today, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. No problem, man. I appreciate you coming by today, man. For sure. What else you got shaking here in Atlanta, man? Um, right now, you know, I'm working a single, Make It Happen, featuring Fujiano. Make sure we shout out Free the Mayor right now, man. Free Fujiano, man. Um, but I got the single Make It Happen featuring Fujiano and Cowboy. I'm working that. Okay. Our follow-up single Rise to Fame is out on our streaming platform. Make sure y'all go stream both of those right now. Um, I'm working both of those records, man, and I got some big on Tuck. Wait, you know, it's just something on Tuck for them. <laughs> now that's what's up, man. Um, all right. So New Orleans, right? Yeah, you know, Talk to us about life in, in New Orleans. Um, you know, I, I hear everybody say that when you're asking that question. It's the same everywhere. It is similar, um, and we share a lot of similarities in, in events and stuff that we go through in the hood. But New Orleans is something totally different than anywhere I've ever been. Like, you know, um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm from there, but the culture, everything is just different. Um, music is a part of our life, you know. Um, it's not just a hobby or, you know, something like that. This is our real culture. So it's just a lot of, it's a lot of seasoning that come with this gumbo. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And you're from Third Ward, right? Uptown, Third Ward. Yeah. yeah. The, the real Creole cockpit. Everything, everything people know about New Orleans generated from where I'm from. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what was your childhood like? What were you into uh, before the music? Before music, I played football. Okay. Yeah, before music, I played football. Um, shout out Harrell Park, man. Shout out Coach Wimp. Um, I was an animal. What um, position were you playing? Running back and linebacker. You a big running back, man. man you listen, was running Leonard, people over, huh? Listen, listen, Leonard Fournette. You know, them, them my, you know, my prototypes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was the first one of those, you know. Uh, <laughs> couldn't think, but I, you know, made a couple of stupid decisions or whatever that led me to having to find another career path after college, you know. So, but before my childhood, I played football. I had a normal childhood. I didn't have, we didn't have everything, but we made do with what we had. It was enough. We thought we had everything anyway. Um, we didn't, we couldn't see what everybody else had. Wasn't no Instagram, wasn't no, you know, none of the outlets. So we thought we had everything, man. I had a pair of Jordans. I thought I had every, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what else could you ask yeah, what, what else? So um, food was on the table. Um, you know, we had hardships like everybody, but I mean, I, I embraced my childhood. I love it. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. It made me who I am today. Yeah. What college did you go to? I went to Southern in Baton Rouge. Okay. Yeah. Shout so, out SU. <laughs> so what was that like going to BR from, from New Orleans? At first it was, it was a major culture shock because, <laughs> um, ironically, I had never been outside of, um, New Orleans oh, really? until Katrina. Okay. So I, I really didn't know, I didn't know. I just didn't, I just, all I knew was New Orleans. So um, after Katrina moving outside of New Orleans, it was just a big culture shock. And then when I went to Baton Rouge, 
that's a totally different animal. And mind you, it's only like 45 minutes away. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but it's a, we were just having a conversation about this yesterday about how the culture is that more. It's different. It's different. Yeah, you know, they jigging, they, ah, yeah, you, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, retarded, you know, dumb. Yeah, like, that's, they, they culture is, is just different. They, they in your face with it. So, it was a major shock because I'm real reserved, cool, laid back, try to peep the scene out, and they in your face with it. <laughs> yeah. What were you studying there at Southern? Uh, I was a business management major. Okay. Yeah, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur at some point. I went to school to play ball. Um, so I'm like, at least let me get something else out of it while I'm here. Uh, I'm, I know I'm going to be an entrepreneur past the NFL, past anything that I could have foreseen in my future. I was going to own a business as well. So let me find out about business. That's not just the, you know, why I chose that major. Like, let me just find out about business. Yeah. Did you end up finishing school or did you leave? Nah, I ended up getting into some trouble, man, making bonehead decisions, man. I ended up tearing my ACL. Um, after after that kind of put a damper on football, it was like, what else I'm gonna do? Uh, and I chose to be the best gangster in the world. I, that that was my thought process. Like, I'm gonna be the number one gangster in the whole world. Stupid. <laughs> if you if you watching this right now, that's stupid. Don't choose that. Yeah. You gonna lose every time. They got a big old prison for gangsters. The best ones. Don't do that. Um, so I just coming from that. Now after I made my mistake, coming from that. It was like, you know, what else could I do? What else am I capable of? Um, and music, again, like I told you, has always been a part of my, my life, a part of my culture. So I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. What am I good at? Let's do the music. And so initially starting, I wasn't that good, but I mean, we're here now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're here now. How long have you been rapping? Were you rapping before you went to school or did you kind of focus on it afterwards? Well, I, I wrote my first rap when I was probably 11 or 12. That's when I wrote my first rap. Uh, we had a rap group in the hood, SST Boys. And it was, we, we only had one song and it's the song that we all wrote one verse to. Um, <laughs> but it was just, you know, a thing to play with in the hood. Like just something to, you know, have fun with. But that was my first rap, but I didn't take it serious. and. Even in college, I would like battle rap and uh, like do little freestyles and stuff like that. But it was just because the girls was, you know, you know, he can rap and he play football. Like, you know, not everybody can do that, you know. So it was just cool, like to be in the ciphers and you know stuff like that. But I wasn't pursuing no music at that time. I'm going to the NFL. So after college, you took it serious then, or what after happened? I came, after I went to jail, after I was incarcerated, when I came home. Um, I was on probation, parole. So you, you, part of that is you have to maintain a job while you own it. I was on seven years papers. So, oh, shit. Right, that's what I said, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy to be free though, no bullshit, because I, I wasn't supposed to make it out. But um, so they had you having a job. I'm going to these jobs where these people make it, like I was working one job, these folks make like $80 million a day the company, and they pay me like $65 a day. Man, I want to rob them people, man. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, just naturally like where I come from, I want to take something because it's like y'all. Y'all trying. Y'all yeah, y'all got this much and y'all don't want to give. God damn, but then I, that's business. I want to be that. 
I, I want the 80 million to get 65 out. That's what I want to do. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to get up out of here. I got to go make it happen. I got to, you know, bet it all on myself and take that chance. Yeah. Who were some of your musical influences? Who'd you grow up listening to? Who I grew up listening to? Who you think I grew up listening to? Wayne, <laughs> Soldier Slim, BG, Juvie, Turk, um, Mystical, Fiend, Mac. I mean, you know, it's endless, it's endless superstars that came through New Orleans, that's from New Orleans, that's in that culture. Like, so I, all my life, I listened to Slim, um, Wayne, of course, uh, early on, Juvie, um, even the big time of Birdman and Manny Fresh. You know, when, when you got Fresh on the track, you can't deny it. KL on the track, you can't deny it. Like, Beats by the Pound, yeah. Hold No Limit, it's just, you know, make them say, oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I grew up on. And again, I'm from that, you know, like, the, the Calio is a block away from my house. Okay. Yeah. You feel me? Uh, the Magnolia, five blocks away from my house. The Melphamine, six blocks away. Like, I'm right in the midst of all that. I'm seeing these people pulling up. This when limousines was the thing. Like, having a limousine was, man, come on, man. Slim them pulling up on the, in the hood in limousines. Like, let us wash the Cadillac truck, let us sit in the truck. Man, it was lit. You know what I'm saying? It was a lit. I'm a product of that. I grew up in that. I was raised by that, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I'm here to put that, I'm here to put that new twist on that, put that back out there. Yeah, I feel that. So, Forever Hood, man, what's the meaning behind this name? Forever Hood. Um, I got the hood part of my name just being in the neighborhood. Um, we were choosing rap name when I was telling you about the SST career. Um, okay. Our little rap group. <laughs> Uh, we had pick names, and my name, my rap name was J-Hood. My my real name is Jason, so I took the J off of that, and we called me J-Hood. And so after I went to prison, like, you know, when I'm, when I'm going to reinvent myself as, you know, rap-wise, I don't want to bring that negativity with came with that to what I'm doing now. I want to do something different. I was in prison, and um, I read a book, and the symbolisms for the word forever, they resonated with me, and so I wanted to kind of change the connotation of hood, what people think about when they think hood. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Good, like, it's always negative. Let's, let's make it something positive, and that's what I'm here to do change that connotation about the hood. Like, just show you that it's articulate brothers from the hood, doctors, lawyers, all type of people that walk the everyday walk of life that come from the hood, you know. So, that was my inspiration for that. Okay. So what's the message in your music then? The message, um, bet it all on yourself. Whatever it is, whatever you do, don't quit, don't give up, go hard and believe in yourself. And you can have whatever you want, whatever your heart desire. If you could think it in your, in your brain, you could hold it in your hand. It's that simple. Yeah. So what's the music scene like in New Orleans right now? Um, we don't really have no scene. like. Um, as far as having an outlet for people to have access to it. Now, it's, it's a bunch of guys that's talented. I mean, amazing talent, but 
We don't have no outlet. Like, um, but I listen to guys like Smoke, um, My Way, Lunin, who signed uh, Walker. Um, you know, I just I, I be tapping in, I be listening, I be checking them out. You know what I'm saying? I know what's going on. <laughs> you know what I'm but it's, we don't really have no outlets, um, so it, it kills the scene because it's discouraging at, at times to know how talented you are, but no no way to get it out. Yeah. You know, so that's the that's what it's like in New Orleans present day. Like everybody's still striving to make a way out. I feel that. And talk to us about the impact and influence New Orleans has had on the culture and on the rap game. Man, too. I'm glad you asked me that because, listen, now, I talk to myself all the time. I just, you know, have conversations with myself. And I say this all the time. Like, we have the biggest influence on hip-hop culture. That's my opinion. I feel like that, though, you know. Um, it's just a way of life for us, though, but... People gravitate to what we're doing down there and they put it in their music and have major success from it. Like, but this is our every a bounce song is that's that's a hit song today. Mm -hmm. If if you if you get the right artist on a bounce song, that's a hit song. I got a personal friend of mine I went to high school with that like 12 years ago, 13 years ago, he was dancing. You know, bounce has a dance with it as well. It's not just the music, it's a movement as well. Uh, he was on so You Think You Can Dance, the Ellen DeGeneres show. And on So You Think You Can Dance, they was like, we, it's cool, but we just don't know what it is because nobody major has done it. We just, it's, it's, it looked nice, but can we really consider it something? And now you could put it in your music and have a hit record. Yep. That's, that's a little insulting at times when you see a Doritos commercial with a bounce song. You know, like, who, 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 who from here gave you that? Like, you know, like, Y'all stealing and not paying homage. So at some point we gotta we gotta have a front runner for that though. Somebody of success that say, hey, this is our thing, like Trick Daddy for Miami or you know, mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Like we gotta have a front runner, somebody who, you know, this is our culture. We protecting that. Do you feel like any of the OGs in New Orleans, like Birdman or P, they should reach back and pull up someone like that? Of or? course, of course we feel that way, but they're not obligated to do that. Um, that's something that we as just men first have to understand that nobody is reliable or responsible to put you on, to do anything for you as a man. Forget the music, forget, you know, whatever. You're a man first, you gotta do it for yourself. People are more willing to help people who are doing it for themselves mm -hmm. as well. So that's the number one key. Now, of course, I feel like it's just that easy for them. You know, it's just that easy to just turn around and, ah, and make it happen. But I mean, for whatever the reason is, they know how their business goes. So, you know, they do it the, the proper way. I assume they've been successful. So yeah. we can't question it, you know, just is what it is. I'm gonna make it happen. I feel that, man. All right, so. Rise to fame, man. Rise to fame. Talk to us about this new single you got. Um, right? Rise to fame is just me, me saying that. It's me solidifying that I'm here. I'm, I'm on my way up. You know, um, I know that I'm not as great as I want to be, but I'm not where I started. And this is my rise. I'm opening up to you all, letting you know what's going on, how I'm feeling, where I'm at currently. Like, this was going on. And, you know, we came up with Rise to Fame. Beautiful record. Um, Lyricism is amazing. Just showing, showcasing my talent, showcasing my diversity as well. Because if you listen to Make It Happen, you wouldn't expect, you know what I'm saying, rise to fame. But 
that's just what we're doing. We're showing them everything we got to offer. Yeah. All right, so make it happen. Fujiano, Cowboy. Fujiano and Cowboy. How did you make this happen? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, it's the powers that be, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all, it's, it's all about relationships. It's who you know. You know, um, shout out to my guy, Euro Boss. He, he put it together. He made it happen for me, you know. Um, developing relationships with Fujiano and Cowboy. They were welcoming, receptive. Um, it was just cool. It was a vibe. You know, we were all in the studio together, me and Fuji the first day and the second day, me and Cal. And it was just a vibe. It was cool. And, you know, free Fujiano again, man. Yeah. What was it like watching that video hit World Star and go up like that? Too, Wait, listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I was, I was monetizing um, my YouTube that day. I'm trying to figure out, like, how can I get paid off of YouTube? So I'm... I'm seeing the numbers because I'm on YouTube. I'm seeing the numbers go up. Up to that point, I probably had my biggest video probably had like 30,000 views. That was like my biggest video. I'm watching the numbers, 100,000, like the hour. 100,000, damn. Another hour, 350,000. Like, what? Ain't no way this shit can't be real. This shit can't. Let me finish. Now I'm tripping. I don't want to look at it no more because. I'm tripping like them numbers can't be right. Somebody finna come, some YouTube finna contact somebody, uh, some, <laughs> some, somebody finna get the numbers right. Cause this, this me, I'm, you know, my biggest 30,000. Like, man, I looked at it the last time, probably like eight o'clock at night. I was probably like 600,000 views. I'm like, damn, I made it. Like, damn, I made it. Can't get no better than that. I went to sleep. I woke up probably like six in the morning. I said, let me just, <laughs> let me just check. Let me just check and see. Maybe got my twenty thousand more views at max. Man, I opened it up. A million. It was like one point four million views. I ran in the other room. My brother sleep. I ran in the other room. I nigga, nigga, we made it, nigga. We got it. It's over. We big. You know, like that was big for me because the the biggest thing of it too was it was no negative feedback. That was the biggest That's thing. That's rare, especially on World you Star. Me? You know? That was the biggest thing. Like, it wasn't no, all uh, fuck them and this, that, and everybody, whoever liked whoever they liked, but it was no negative feedback about it. And that was the positive thing for me that let me know, like, okay, you, you in the right direction, you keep going. Like, that was what it was for me. Um, and it was, when I seen them views, bro, it shocked me. It shocked. It made me. It, it solidified that I am a superstar. That would have told me, like, believe in myself more. Yeah, sure. Motivated you go even harder, man. Oh yes, sir. Yeah. Oh yes, sir. <laughs> when they hit a new shit, <laughs> a million gonna seem like nothing. <laughs> That's gonna seem like nothing. So, have you started to put together your next project, or are you kind of just focusing on the singles and videos? Oh uh, well, I actually have a project finished. Um, okay. Yeah, I have a project done, but I just wanna, I just wanna tweak it and fine tune it and slam dunk. You know, I just want it to be the right time, everything perfect. You know, I gotta work my singles, work them, work them, work them, and then hit you with this, the fire, man. And I got features lined up as well that I wanna make sure I incorporate with that as well. So I don't wanna leave nothing out. You know, so I'm just fine tuning, tweaking. Might add a few, take a few away. Just depends, you know. But we trying to just. Lock down and find the best song. Make sure I give everybody everything they're looking for. Okay. Cover all bases. Can you share the title for the project? It's really like that. Okay. 
Self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like that. So do you know which video, next single you plan to drop next, or are you still trying um, to figure next, that out? Next, I, um, I actually have two records that I'm debating between um, which one to go with. I have a record with uh, DJ Chose and a record with Rick Ross. Um, me and Rick Ross are uh, getting ready to shoot the video, actually, for this, uh, this single. But just depends on, you know, which one. I'm, I'm not really sure at the moment, but... That's what I'm working at, either the Rick Ross record or the DJ Chose record. Can't go wrong either way. I, them I don't think so. I'm, drop them together, goddamn. <laughs> Why not? You know what I mean? It's 2021. Why not? <laughs> All right. So uh, what's your label situation uh, right now? Right now, I'm signed to DMG Division Street Music Group, um, independent record label out of Sacramento, California. Uh, shout out to everybody on the label, man. You know, it's family, man. It's love. How'd you partner with them? Way out in Sacramento, man. Uh, actually, a friend of mine uh, plugged me. A friend of mine knew about a, a showcase that was going on and told me about it. I went to the showcase, met with the um, CEOs and everything, and they just liked me. They vibe, they, they picked up on my vibe immediately. Um, they heard the music, of course, believed in the music, and we developed a personal, mutual relationship, a friendship that it's just like, you know, man, we, we trust you, we believe in you, we're going to back you 100%, whatever you need. And that's and that was what I needed at the time. I needed somebody to say, hey, bro, I believe in you, I got you, what's up? Yeah. And, and it just came together perfect, like perfect unison. like, I couldn't ask for a better situation. That's love right there, man. Real talk. So you just dropped some merch too, man, and it sold out. You feel me, man? That shit sold out the same day. Again, that, that was something that was a shocker to me as well. Um, just being able to, I, I really just, I was trying. I didn't know what it was going to do. I was just trying, like, hey, yo, let me put some merch out. And the fuck ate it up. <laughs> fuck ate it up. I'm talking about, you, you, when I get home and I put out my documentary, I'm, I know when I ride through the hood, you go see Forever Hood everywhere. They bought it all. I ain't got no more. <laughs> They bought it all, but that was a blessing, man. That was a blessing to know that, you know, um, my fans really support. You know, mm -hmm. anytime somebody willing to spend money with you, they really support you. Yeah. So it's sick. much appreciation for all y'all who purchased some, got some more on the way. Uh, actually, when I leave here, I'm going to meet with a, a vendor to get some more pressed up. It's coming to you. Be patient. Sorry <laughs> for the wait. What's next, Hood? What else you working on, man? Uh, I'm finna do a movie. Uh, I'm about to be a superhero. I'm going to be a vampire. Um, I got about four movies lined up, bro. You know what I'm saying? Shout How long out you Netflix. been acting? Huh? How long you been acting? I've been acting all my life as well. I was in uh, acting in choir in high school. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I've been acting my whole life. See how I got you to believe what I was talking about? Been an acting, man. <laughs> Directors, fuck with me. <laughs> you said you, you going to be a saying? vampire? Is it me? No, I was fooling you. I was acting. <laughs> I was acting. I got you. <laughs> But nah, man, um, I, I really do have some movie roles lined up, though. Uh, shout out to D-Buck. Um, he partnered with Netflix. We really got something to make it up. Okay. A real vampire movie, too. I'm not playing. Real talk. You going to be the vampire? Or? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be, it's gonna be like, I ain't going to say, like, teen wolfish or nothing like that, but it's just going to be a bunch of vampires. Everybody going to be a vampire or a werewolf. Gotcha. All right. Any last words? Any shout outs before we wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, man. Here? Shout out to every hood across America, man. This is who I do it for. Um, shout out to my bros. Shout out to Muscle. 
Shout out to my brother Euro. Shout out 147 Cowboy. Free Fujiano the mayor. Shout out Big DMG business going on, man. Y'all make sure y'all go tap in with my brother Rod West, Tank 3 to Don, and Rush Hour. Dino boy, you crazy. Feather hood. Trapping, rapping, trying to get out the back. Gotta hit me, but it dry like a cat. We gon' kill him, ain't no tip for tat. Better crock a high wood. Paper chase, now we're getting to the money. Hey, everyone. It's DJ Candy Rain here from the Carefree Black Girl Podcast. If you're a fan of music, entertainment, and black women, then be sure to check out and subscribe to the Carefree Black Girl Podcast, a show that covers all things carefree, black, and girl. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.